0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special New Year's message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Amy Carmichael, a missionary to India, she finished well. And Paul, who served God as a single man, he finished well. You can, you can be single and finish well. Y'all must be asleep. You can be single and finish well. Paul finished well. And listen, by the power of God and by faith and, and, and whatever you're going through, listen, you can finish well. And I can finish well. And we can all finish well because it's not by might, it's nor by power, but it's by God's Spirit that we will finish well. Somebody say amen and clap your hands there, will you? And if you're going to finish well, pray for me. If you're going to finish well, look at verse 1. You gotta lay aside every sin and weight that's so easily ensnares us. The word weight, got your pen, applies to unnecessary body weight or body fat. Unnecessary body weight or body fat. In the Greek games, they would torture themselves to reduce BMI. The word weight also applies to unnecessary articles or items. Now, some things, saints, listen, are weights, and notice the Bible says every sin. Are y'all listening to me this morning? Okay, all right. Notice the Bible says every sin And every weight or every weight and every sin. Some things are weights and some things are sins. A weight isn't necessarily a sin or wrong. A weight is anything that's hampering or hindering or impeding your process. A weight is anything that's holding you back from running the race freely. So anything can be a weight. It could be a friendship. It could be a a toxic relationship. It could be a habit. It could be a weight. A pleasure could be a weight. Entertainment could be a weight. What you're carrying around in your smartphone can be a weight. The music you constantly listen to can be a weight. Listen to me. The music you constantly listen The music today is awful. Now you know I'm going to preach about it. I know you might not like it, but I'm going to say it Anyway. It's terrible. Parents don't allow it in your home. It's evil. It's wrong. It's demeaning. It's misogynist. It's everything that doesn't represent what God would have us to be putting into our ears. It's terrible. And listening to that can be a look. I don't care what nobody say. You say what you want. Music has an influence over people. Satan was the first worship leader. He was kicked out of heaven because he thought he could be greater than God. And he perverted worship. Music is very, very influential. It can be a weight. Weights are things that are holding you back from fully laying a hold of Jesus. The Bible says cast off. Look at your Bibles. Cast off, lay aside, fling aside anything that's hindering you from running freely and reaching the finish line unencumbered. Now, in the Greek culture, listen to me. They completely understood this picture. As the runners would actually fling off everything before they ran. And when I say fling off everything, I mean fling off everything. They would run naked. Now don't try this at home. Ain't nobody trying to see all that. (laughs) But they would fling off everything. And they did this so that nothing would hinder them from receiving the prize. You know, I thought about yesterday the Boston Marathon. And you look at the Boston Marathon, you, you, you have these lean, muscular Kenyans running, and they're out front of the race, and they're waiting for the gun to go off. And then behind them is a couple skinny Americans. And think, what if next to them was this fat, flabby guy? I'm not fat-shaming, calm down, making a point. This fat, flabby guy, and he's wearing a parka, all-weather pants, hiking boots, he got a 50-pound backpack on, and you'd probably say, what's up with the backpack? And he says, well, I got all the sodas in there, and I got Chips Ahoy, and I got burgers in there, and I, I, I need to finish all these. Listen, that guy has no chance of finishing, let alone winning. Why? Because he has not, did you get it? Laid aside every weight he has not laid aside everything that would be encumbrance him, that would hold him back. Verse one lay aside every weight. Question begs the question What's weighing you down? What's weighing you down? Okay, can I give you a little homework? You promise to do it? You promise to do it? Y'all ain't even shaking your head. Y'all, <laughs> y'all tough crowd. It's New Year's, lighting up, okay? Homework, I'm going to give it to you anyway. All right? Take your pen, take your pad, and start writing down everything that is a weight in your life. A relationship, as I said, could be holding you back from moving on with Jesus. Could be your schedule, your calendar, holding you back. There's no time for the things of God. Listen, if you have Christian, if you have Mr. and Mrs. Christian, if you have no time for the things of God, then you're too busy. If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. You are too busy. We should never be so busy that we don't have time for God. And if you got to get up and go to work early, well, then that means you get up a little bit earlier so you can have time for God. Oh, I need more than two people to say amen. I'm not going to let you sit there for that one. I'm not going to let you sit there for that one. No time for the things of God. Your checkbook, that could be a weight. Some of y'all got too much money. Amen. I'd be happy to take that burden off your hands. I don't want you to be burdened down. I'm your pastor. I want you to run freely, looking under Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Give me your checkbook. It can be a burden. Anything can be a weight. Going out on Saturday night and staying up too late. So then you come to church on Sunday morning and you're tired. You can't do it. You don't come to church on Sunday morning and, you, and you're half worshiping the Lord and you're half hearing and you're, you're falling out and coming back and, and falling out. And your wife saying, wake up. And you no like, I don't know what he say, What he say And you missed it. And it could have been a word for you that would have changed your life. That's why it's your responsibility to come to church and hear the word of God. It's not my responsibility to grow you as a Christian. It's my responsibility to teach the word and for you to come and be motivated and hear the word of God so that you will grow and you listen. All of these things can be weights and hindering you. You got to lighten your load. That's what I'm saying. You got to lighten your load. And you got to lay them aside. And then the Bible says, notice, look, go back to your Bible. Notice it says not only cast off every weight, but also what saints sin in the Bible days, people wore long robes and you can't run in a robe. If you try and run in a robe, you'll get all tangled and tripped up. If you're going to run in a robe, you got to pull it up and tuck it in and cast it off. In the case of sin, you got to totally get rid of it. To run the Christian race. The point is, you can't run the Christian race if you keep tripping over your sins. 1 Corinthians nine twenty four. write that down. Do you not know that those who run in a race run all, but only one receives a prize? So a contraction of actually two Bible verses. Doesn't make it any less true. I'm just telling you the biblical facts, okay? It's two Bible verses. You'll find it in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11, that says the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong. And then Matthew twenty-four, thirteen, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So the race is not given to the swift or the strong, but those who endure to the end is actually two verses put together. Don't get me wrong. I'm just trying to correct maybe a a, a biblical understanding misnomer, although it doesn't make it any less true. It is true. The race is not given to the fast or the slow, to the strong or the weak, but to those who endure to the end. And the way to endure is you need to cast off, fling aside, lay aside everything that hinders us and is besetting us or, or our sins, which are easily entangling us. Every sin and weight that so easily entangles and ensnares you. Think about that. Think about it. Every sin and weight. We talked about sins. We talked about weights. Weights sins. But have you ever thought about this? Listen. Have you ever thought about the weight of sin? Talked about weights, talked about sin. Now I'm putting them together. You ever think about the weight of sin? Sin is weighty. It's heavy. It's heavy, dude. It is. Oh, I know. January 23rd. Y'all know. 1982. Gave my life to Jesus. Right? Right? And oh, 23, gave my life to Jesus. On the 22nd, I didn't know the Lord. I wasn't a Christian. And sin was heavy. It felt heavy. Walking in the flesh is not easy. You think it's easy because that's all you know. But then when you give your life to Jesus, and all of a sudden that weight of sin has been lifted. Where the Christians at? The weight of sin has been lifted. Am I right about it? Then you go, man, I feel so light. So I didn't know the Lord on the 22nd. On the 23rd, I gave my life to Jesus. On the 24th, it was a Sunday morning. I got up to go to church. i all know the story. You've been here in Kevin Chapel. You know. I got up to go to church. I'll never forget, never forget, the grass was greener. The sky was bluer. I'm not kidding you. The sky was bluer. The dirt was browner. I heard birds chirping. I don't think I ever heard birds chirping. I'm from Philadelphia. I don't think there are any birds (laughs) in the hood. But (laughs) if there are, I never heard them. The weight of sin. Sin is heavy. Sin will weigh you down. Sin will weigh you down. Let us lay aside every weight and sin. Look at your Bibles, which so easily ensnares us and let us run the race that is set before us. In other words, each one of us has a God ordained mapped out course and your mapped out course is different than someone else's mapped out course. Some courses are straight and others are twisted. Some have flat land and some are hilly. Some are low altitude and some are high altitude. Some are long. Some are longer, but each of us can finish the race that is set before us. And when you finish the race, saints, then and only then will you hear what Paul said in 2 Timothy four seven eight. 8. Paul, you can say with Paul, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And finally, a great verse. There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me. And not only to me on that, on that day. Not only to me. But also to all those who love is appearing. When you finish, then you can say, I fought the good fight. Christianity is not a spectator sport. Every single Christian in this room is running a race, whether you like it or not. And everybody's course is different, but we're in the same race. The course God has for them is not the same course he has for you. Amen. Hebrews 11, Noah's course was to build a boat. David's course was to be the king of Israel. Abraham's course was to sacrifice his only son. So lay aside every sin and weight that so easily besets us. And how do we do that? How do we do that? I'm almost done. How do we do that? Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. It literally reads, ever looking off unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, not looking to the latest book, not looking at the latest video series, looking to Jesus. Are you listening? Don't look for another conference or clergy. Look to Jesus. Look to the person of Jesus, the author. Bible students, the author And the finisher of our faith. The word author could be translated pioneer. Finisher can be translated perfecter. Jesus is the pioneer, meaning it all began with him. And he's a perfecter, meaning it all ends with him. Jesus is the main motivation to keep running. And the way to run with endurance is to fix your eyes on Jesus. Doesn't the song say, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of the earth, the things of the world will grow strangely dim. Anybody know the last line? In the light of his glory and grace. So you got to keep your eyes on Jesus. 2018, Lord, I want to keep my eyes on you. I'm not going to put my eyes on a man. I'm not going to put my eyes on a job. I'm not going to put my eyes on, on my husband. Because your husband can't be your perfector. I'm talking to somebody. Your husband can't be your perfector. Your wife can't be your perfector. Jesus is the author and the, the pioneer and the finisher, the perfector of our faith. So I'm not going to put my eyes, I hope I'm helping you. I'm not going to put my eyes on my spouse and, oh, they need to make sure that I'm godly and walking with God. No, 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 no. Nope, wrong, wrong, wrong. Oh, I need to put my eyes on, on, my, on, on my pastor and make sure that he, he, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual and doing the things God. Oh, wrong. You keep your eyes on Jesus. I need everybody to say amen. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Walking with the Lord. 34 years. I'm happy to say, walking with the Lord for 34 years. When I started this race, you couldn't have told me that I would still be walking with the Lord because you don't really think like that. Nobody thinks like that. When you become a Christian, you don't think, man, I wonder how far I'm going to get. Nobody thinks that way. If you do, you're weird. Nobody thinks that way. Nobody thinks that way. You just give your life to Christ and you just go on. And it's day by day walking with Jesus, day by day fighting the good fight, day by day running the race. And before you know it, you're 34 years later walking with Jesus. And I can honestly tell you, there is no way to finish this race of walking with Jesus. If you take your eyes off him and put them on man, you will not finish this race. You can't. That's why it says Lay us out every sin and weight that easily possesses us and put our looking unto Jesus. Look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Come on, say those three words with me. Looking unto Jesus. Come on, say it again. Looking unto Jesus. Not the pastor, not your husband, not your friends, not your family folk. Looking unto Jesus, not your friend. And you're in high school, college, I don't care where you are in life. Look to Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. Jesus is the one who knows how life should be lived. Somebody say amen. Jesus laid the foundation of our faith from start to finish. He's the giver and sustainer of our faith from start to finish. He's our encourager so that our faith will keep growing. He's our strength so that our faith might be strong. Jesus is the beginning of the race and the finish line in the race. Looking unto Jesus, listen, I'm coming in for a landing. Looking unto Jesus requires two things. Get your pen. Requires two things. Number one, looking on Jesus requires two things. Number one, looking away from one thing, and number two, concentrating on something else. Looking unto Jesus requires looking away from one thing and concentrating on something else. So look away from anything else and look to Jesus and don't look back. Looking back always ends up in collision. Looking back killed Lot's wife and she turned to a pillar of salt. I heard the story of this Sunday school teacher who was describing how Lot's wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt And when little Jason interrupted, he said, my mommy looked back once in a while when she was driving and she turned into a telephone pole. (laughs) 2017, maybe, wasn't great. 2018, can be better. Say amen. Can be better. 2018, can be better. But you gotta turn to Jesus and remember, it's not how you start. Come on, say it with me. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. You've heard it's not how many times you fall down, but how many times you get up. Somebody once said, one life will soon be past. Only what you do for Christ will last. Say focus on Jesus. Look on here's my New Year's sermon. Encouragement to you. Look to Jesus. Do not look to anyone or anything else. And if you do, the years will go by; they'll just tick off. Before you know it, you'll be thirty-five years walking with Jesus. And you, man, where'd the time go? Forty years walking with Jesus. Let's see, my wife has probably been walking with the Lord forty-two years, longer than me. Along with the Lord longer than me. And uh, it's amazing how time goes by. And I'll honestly tell you, I wouldn't, and where are the Christians at? I wouldn't trade walking with Jesus for nothing. For nothing. Right? I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it. It has not been rosies and running through the tulips. You know, that's my metaphor for happy times, lovely times. They have not all been lovely, but Jesus was with me whether it was lovely or hilly or marshy or rocky or smooth or tempestuous. Jesus is always with us, and when He says, "Lo, I am always with you," listen. Please hear me. If you've been asleep. Wake up. Listen. Jesus said, lo, I am always with you, even until the end of the earth. When Jesus says, I am always with you, that is a promise in the Bible that he will never leave us and he'll never forsake us. Come on, clap your hands better than that. Will you do it? He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. That's a promise. Now you take that in the 2018. He'll always be with you. You stay focused on him. But you got to start being obedient. And being obedient is like, start, like, one, it's like walking, one step at a time, one step at a time. One step. You got to start, Lord, I'm going to start doing this, and I'm going to stay faithful to this. And, Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start with the women's Bible study, and I'm going to stay faithful to that, because that's how you're going to grow. You know, it's like almost a diet. All y'all know what I'm talking about. You start a diet, you can't expect to lose weight tomorrow, Right? No, you got to, some of y'all got to wait a couple years. No, just kidding. (laughs) Y'all praying for me? No, you ain't praying for me. I know you ain't praying. You're like, no, no, you did not. (laughs) You got to wait. You can't, you can't, you can't expect everything. You can't expect to be the spiritual giant tomorrow, but it's a long obedience in the same direction. And before you know it, You just naturally serve God. You just, it's just what you do. It's like what you do. It's like families that go to church on Wednesday. It's just what we do. We go to church on Wednesday. We go to church on Sunday. This is just our life. This is what we do because we've been doing it for so long. It just becomes a habit. And now walking with God is just a very sweet, intimate habit that you have with the Lord. But you gotta be Consistent. Stop with the inconsistency. That's why you are no better off in 2017 than you were in 2016. And you said the same thing in 2016 that you were going to do in 2017. And now you're saying in 2017, what you're going to do in 2018? Don't ask me to say that again. You're never going to get there if you don't start being consistent. Lay aside every weight and every sin. That so easily, we ain't talk about that word, easily entangles and snares us and let us get running. And while we're running, looking to the cloud of witnesses, yeah, David made it. Oh, yeah, that guy, uh, Hudson Taylor. Oh, yeah, he made it. Oh, the guy that was martyred. Yeah, he made it. I'm not getting martyred. I mean, people don't like me that much, but I'm not getting martyred. Yeah, and, and Jesus... He's the greatest example of someone who made it. A great cloud of witnesses can encourage you and strengthen you. But you got to know the word of God. Everything goes right back to the word of God, right? And be consistent. And maybe, just maybe, start with prayer tonight. 11 o'clock, meet me here. Let's pray tonight. And let's go into the new year the way we intend to continue in the new year in the year ahead in prayer and in the word and in fellowship with the family of god
0: you have been listening to salt and light a radio outreach ministry of pastor rodney finch and calvary chapel Cary, located in apex north carolina join pastor rodney monday through friday at this same time for information regarding service times